you be on your Wednesday or Thursday afternoon than listening to your favorite weekly podcast, Stafford and Matthews, episode 15, as always. Joe Stafford, Chris Matthews, with the finger guns to start out the episode here. Um, also, before we you know begin here, I do want to shout out our sponsor, Colin Covers. I forgot last week at the beginning of the episode, so I'm sorry about that. Our sponsor has been great to us, giving us a, a great deal there. Uh, if you want any sports betting advice and any, any really anything to do with sports betting at all, go to Colin Covers at Colin Covers at Instagram. Uh, he has some of the best sporting advice in the business. He, he's an unbelievable um, analyst when it comes to that stuff, and he, he just really is a bona fide superstar uh, when it comes to anything in the sports betting industry. So check him out at Colin Covers. Forgot last week. Sorry, buddy. But anyway, Chris, my guy, what's going on? What's going on, man? How are we doing? How's going over here? As, I mean, it's going pretty well because as the GM and owner of the New York Jets, we finally got a win. Check out the T-shirt if you guys watch it on YouTube. Hey, available right. on bostonsbig3.com slash shop. Staff the Matthews 20 for Jets front office. And speaking of which. We're going to we're gonna have, to put some, we're gonna have to put some muscle on you, bro. Feel them arms out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to expose my own podcast now. God damn it. First it was my dad, then it was my roommates. Now it's you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to the gym when I get to LA. How about that? Exactly. But anyway, uh, and speaking of the Jets, one thing before we get into the games here, we have a pretty cool announcement. Uh, we haven't really started recording for it yet, but so kind of in the works. Me and Chris are putting our money where our mouth is. We are starting a Madden 21 franchise, and we are taking over the New York Jets. Chris will be the head coach. I'll be the GM. We already made the, the coach uh, animation everything. Chris looks exactly like he does in real life in the game, which is pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool uh, template there. And we have simulated a year past. So now we are in the current kind of off season. And we had the first pick in the draft. We went 0-16. We literally went 0-16. I simulated already. We went 0-16. We have the first pick in the draft. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but he probably has long gold black, uh, long hair. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, that'll be on YouTube uh, starting probably next week or we'll record sometime, either today, tomorrow, or the next day or following. Um, just, we'll probably do, like, three games an episode, just kind of give you an insight on what we would do if we were actually in charge of this Jets front office, which would be pretty cool because we always talk about how we can always fix this organization and everything. Can we actually do it? This might give you a little bit of insight at whether or not we actually know what we're talking about here. So I'm looking forward to doing that with you, Chris. Now, look, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure everybody else is doing the same thing. They, they sit up there and they try to structure a team up. Whether it's online or not, we we can just call this a simulator. That's all we're gonna call this. We're not gonna call it a gaming system. We're gonna call this a simulator, and we're gonna get these games uh, going and watch how we come out on top. Exactly. No, I think it's pretty we're exciting too. Or Super Bowl, either one. I'm good with. I'm hoping it's the latter, but it will be an exciting development to just kind of see how we manage that team and manage that roster and see what we can do if we were in charge of it in real life. So kind of give you guys insight what we were thinking in our heads when it comes to roster moves for the worst team in the NFL, but technically not owners of number one overall pick anymore. As of Sunday, when the New York Jets took their victory over the Los Angeles Rams, which is funny as hell, by the way, Jared Goff, you stink. Anyway, they are no longer owners of number one overall pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Duval County, now owns the number one overall draft pick in the 2020 NFL draft. It appears as of right now, and things can change again, but as of right now, Trevor Lawrence will be a Jacksonville Jaguar, and the Jets can't even lose right. They can't even lose right. Even when they're winning, they're still losing. They lost out on one of the most impactful prospects since Andrew Luck at the position, and are now kind of... Up Shits Creek at the number two overall pick. Whether they'll, they'll take Justin Fields remains a mystery. Whether they might take Panay Sewell out of Oregon. 
It's all up in the air. But what are your thoughts on the Jets winning this Sunday but losing the first overall pick? It seems like a win-win for me. Um, I see I see Trevor Lawrence uh, in, a, in a Jacksonville Jaguars uniform, and I, it honestly looks good. I, I'm not going to lie to you. He has, he has great – has, I mean, he doesn't have great – uh, uh, support out there, but I'm pretty sure throughout the draft and the rest of this offseason, they'll probably pick up one or two, and uh, man, they'll, they'll get off to a right, a really nice start because they're a good team. They just, you know, just haven't found a way to win, or if you know, if that if that's even the case, they could have just been trying to tank uh, as much as the, the the Jets. But they have some players over there, so it wouldn't be a bad place to go besides the Jets. Yeah, for sure. I did this breakdown a couple weeks ago when my mock draft launched. We did some breakdown videos on Lawrence and Fields specifically and, and their roles if they went to Jacksonville or New York. And uh, I, I'm a firm believer that if Lawrence goes to Jacksonville, he'd be far more successful than in New York. Absolutely. Um, just for a number of reasons. Look, look at the running back situation. Yeah, the Jets just cut Le'Veon Bell. They have 50-year-old Frank Gore at running back. He'll retire this year, I'm sure, as well, um, with nobody really to fill in that position. Jacksonville is James Robinson, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Broke out this year as a rookie. So they'd be going up pretty much together and kind of figuring out that offense in tandem with right there. So that, that's an interesting dynamic there. You have a guy like Keelan Cole. Uh, you have a guy like DJ Shark. There's a lot of different weapons down in Jacksonville that they don't have in New York. So I think Lawrence has an easier time in Jacksonville than New York. But on the flip side now, if New York does go in the direction of a quarterback and they do take Justin Fields, what does that leave for Fields? I mean, I, I would argue that Lawrence is a significantly more talented quarterback as of right now. It could, it could be proven wrong eventually, but as of right now, Lawrence is a better prospect far and away. And when you bring in Fields in that locker room, is it a different dynamic? Is Adam Gase still there? We still don't know that answer. The fact that they fired Greg Williams, a defensive coordinator, but not Gase, might indicate they want to keep him on for one more year. Do they stay with Sam Darrell for another year? There's a lot of unanswered questions right now, especially after losing this first overall pick. When they had the first overall pick, I thought, that's it. Donald will be in Indianapolis or, or Pittsburgh, one of those teams that have a veteran agent quarterback, and, and he'll be shipped out. But now, now they're at number two overall. I'm not sure that they're sold in taking a quarterback. And, and I don't really know how they're going to go about that. If they're Adam Gates, I'm sure they'll have a, a, a way to screw it up, but they still have him on, on, yeah. you know, salaried up. But if they make the smart decision and go in a different direction, I really don't know what's going to happen as of right now. There's still a lot of time between now and the draft. So keep your eye on that. It's a very interesting um, – chain of events to follow here if the Jets can regain that first overall pick by losing more and having Jacksonville win another game these last couple of games here. But to week 15, we're looking ahead too far. Week 15, starting with Thursday Night Football, the Chargers and the Raiders, 30-27 to 27 is the final score here. L.A. gets a significant victory over the Las Vegas Raiders here. Justin Herbert has the game-winning touchdown on a, on a QB dive there. Um, mm -hmm. That was originally wasn't ruled a touchdown. They kind of reviewed it. They figured out it was. And uh, a very, I wouldn't say signature win, but a very needed win for Justin Herbert's rookie campaign. Um, what, what were your impressions from the game? What does it mean, I guess, for Herbert moving forward? And specifically, what it might mean for Anthony Lynn's job security? Has he earned that title back for next year? Uh, I think he has. Uh, I think he, I mean, I think he has secured his job probably the past two games, even though there were wins. Um, it showed that they were in, you know, they were in the fight and they just, you know, couldn't get over the hump at the end, at the end of the day. Uh, but this game for sure uh, is a bright spot for uh, Herbert, uh, more so than anybody in that organization, because, uh, you know, he's a rookie and, you know, going in with a win, uh, hopefully you can come out, uh, you know, with the rest of, uh, you know, with the rest of the season on a high note 
uh, that would just give you, you know, give them even more confidence to go out this offseason and work even harder, find some help, um, and come back next year throwing dimes like he is this year, but even on a more consistent basis. For sure, and he, he has the tools to do that as well, but also the weapons. That's not one thing people are kind yeah. of ignoring here. Keelan Allen is one of the most electrifying receivers down the field in the NFL. Pair that with Mike Williams, the jump star superstar over there on, on the other side with Austin Eckler in the middle in that running back position. He has the tools to succeed at a very early age, and hopefully they have the defense back with Derwin James leading the charge next year. Another, another kind of interesting storyline from this game was the play of another former Oregon quarterback, Marcus Mariota. Derek Carr gets injured pretty early on in the game, only threw five passes the whole game. And Mariota comes in, goes 17 for 28, 226 yards, a touchdown and a pick, but also added 88 yards on the ground on only nine carries and a touchdown as well. What did you see from Marcus Mariota? And does this add a little bit of intrigue when talking about Derek Carr's future in Las Vegas? Yeah, absolutely. To me, Mariota looked amazing in that black and silver. Uh, it, it fits him. You know, his mantra of being able to be a tough guy um, and get things done with hard work and dedication because that's what he's built off of. And, you know, that's how he plays, obviously, when you look at it and he's running the ball, jumping over people for touchdowns, uh, you know, making, you know, making, uh, you know, standing in the pocket, taking hits on deep throws. These are all things that you would want to see, not just your quarterback, but a quarterback for the Raiders. Uh, it looked good to me. I'm not going to lie to you. It looked really well. Um, you know, Herbert just got the best of him that game. And, you know, looking forward uh, with Derek Carr and his injury, you know, that's unfortunate. But, you know, if, if the wheels are spinning <laughs> and, and Mariota's behind, I mean, is behind the wheel, I mean, I, I'm, I'm more than sure they're going to stick with that. And it's interesting, too, because a lot of these, these quarterbacks that are veterans that lose their starting jobs, sign a one-year contract, maybe try to get back into a starting role the next year. Marcus Mariota is not that case. He signed a two-year contract. Mm-hmm. I think in the offseason, John Gruden wanted to scare the hell out of Derek Carr, maybe a lot of fire under him and say, hey, we're bringing in a guy long-term to compete with you. What are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Early on in the year, it looked like Carr was up to that challenge. The Raiders were kind of rolling earlier on in the year. They're now 7-7. Seven, seven. And Mariota, you know, has this game and almost wins the game against Herbert in one of the hottest offenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That adds a little bit of an intrigue there. And people need to start realizing here, Derek Carr's job is far from safe. And I would argue probably it's actually more in danger than people would realize. So keep that yeah, in mind as well. Especially right now. Right. And Mariota has, can very well be the successor to Derek Carr in Las Vegas. So that's a little interesting Thursday night breakdown for you. A great also, game, too. But, great but game. also, I definitely want to express, um, you know, my uh, my prayers and my thoughts to Derek Carr. You know, it was it was an injury that, you know, that put him out of the game. Never want to see that from, uh, you know, from a fellow brother. Uh, I, I'm praying for you, bro. Stay safe. For sure, for sure. Next game on the agenda was the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos. 48-19 to 19 is the final score. This was a Saturday game, and I love these Saturday games. I know it's hard during college football season and everything, but towards the end of the football year for the NFL, the regular season at least, you have these Saturday night games. Awesome to watch. Having a couple of drinks with your cousins and your boys. You're just watching the you game. Know. It's cool. It's nice. It's nice. I like these Saturday night games. But anyway, you know who didn't like these games? The Denver Broncos because they got spanked on national television. Josh Allen, 28-40, 359 yards, a couple touchdowns, no picks. That's the key to the game right there. Uh, Zach Moss also had 81 yards on 13 carries. And the star of the day, too. Actually, I'd argue there's a double star of the day when it comes to receiving. 
Both Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley had over 100 yards in the day. Diggs with 147 and Beasley with 112 on 11 and 8 uh, receptions, respectively. This offense is churning. It's chugging, 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 choo-choo training through all these defenses here. Stephon Diggs is the best deep ball receiver in the league, I think, period. I think, he, I think he's the perfect match for Josh Allen. And another underrated guy, I think an Edelman-esque guy, Cole Beasley. I mean, he, he's been finding weak spots in these zones all the time. With Diggs stretching the field like that, Beasley's wide open under the, underneath there. And you also have guys you know, like Dawson Knox. He might not be uh, the number one priority for a lot of defenses, but he can still gash you a little bit as well. Uh, Devin Singletary out of the backfield, no, no slouch either, as well as Isaiah McKenzie. Early in the year, you predicted that um, – Singletary would have a thousand thousand season. While that hasn't happened, it still is an indication of the kind of damage he can do, both receiving and rushing the football. Absolutely. So these Buffalo Bills, fresh off a win against Pittsburgh, now crush Denver, and they're hitting the stride at the right time. So watch out for Buffalo in the playoffs. No, absolutely, man. Uh, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like Denver didn't have a chance. You know, right out the gate, uh, Buffalo's. I mean, uh, Denver. Denver scores, and then you turn around, you miss a field goal. That hurts. Right out the gate, uh, you know, it was just, it was just a, it, was, it just didn't look, it just didn't look professional. It looked like it was just one sided the whole game, and and it showed for sure. It wasn't really a spectacular game for me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Definitely. And Drew Locke struggled a little bit in this game. 20 of 32, 132 yards and a touchdown. Looks like a Lamar Jackson passing stat line, but without the rushing numbers. Uh, Melvin Gordon adds 61 yards on the ground on a couple scores as well, but it just was not enough for this Denver Broncos team to be anywhere near competitive in this football game. So tough it for the Broncos. It wasn't their year. We knew that early on when Cortland Sutton yeah. went down with a torn ACL. Maybe next year they'll be back. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure on Drew Locke just yet. I thought this year would be a big stepping stone year for the young quarterback. Mm. I was wrong. Hasn't happened this year. Maybe next year. There's always next year for Denver Broncos. Yeah, he has time. He's been doing it. I mean, he's, he's still, he still shows uh, a lot of high. So mm-hmm. it's, not, it's, not, it's not a total write-off for him. Yeah, and Buffalo's defense is definitely not a slouch either. They have one of the top Absolutely. defenses in the NFL too. So definitely worth considering there when you criticize Drew Locke. Next yeah. game, Panthers-Packers, 24-16 is the final score. No one really was surprised here. Green Bay takes a victory over the Carolina Panthers uh, squad here. Teddy Bridgewater struggled kind of during the day, 21-35, 258 yards, no scores, no picks. You need a better stat line when you're facing Aaron Rodgers. That's the bottom Absolutely. line here. I don't really care what defense you have. I don't really care what matchup you have. If your quarterback doesn't give you at least two touchdowns against Aaron Rodgers, more than likely you lose the game. That, that's just how I look at it. Unless you have production, pretty much what I'm trying to say is it's fire with fire. If you don't meet that at least a little bit, that expectation, at least gunslinging a little bit, a little bit in this offense, then it's not going to happen for you to win this game. And that's exactly what happened on Saturday. 24-16 is the final score. Aaron Rodgers also was not really that great either. I think Aaron Jones is really the, the catalyst for this offense. Rodgers mm-hmm. himself. Only went 20 for 29 for 143 yards. Added a score, granted. But Aaron Jones, 20 carries, 145 yards and a score. And that was the real catalyst for this offense. He, he's just like a little jitterbug out of that backfield. What are your main impressions from this game? What do you think it means for the Packers as they approach the playoffs? Does this scare you about Aaron Rodgers or no? No, it doesn't. I actually – I mean, I'm actually – writing – you know, I'm, I'm writing it in stone. that I, I, I think they can honestly beat – uh, Kansas City, uh, you know, because they had they both had the same type of a defense where it's a uh, bend but don't break. Uh, I just feel like Kansas City's Kansas City's team is more, you know, is a, if they break, it's 
is 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 all the way out for them. at least Green Bay. Um, they have a chance, uh, a fighting chance with that uh, with that secondary that they have uh, behind that defensive line. So I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, it, it just depends on you know the, the the numbers and who's healthy at that time uh, when that game happens. But um, I like I like Green Bay. Green Bay's mm-hmm. team looks nice to me. They're running around. They're playing tough. Uh, you know, having fun. You know, this is you know more of an easier game for them uh, under the helm of you know Teddy Bridgewater, but it was just it was just uh it was a bit much for him. I didn't understand the I didn't understand like I didn't understand the trying to jump over the line. He didn't have no hops. Like I was like, you not even get over your own line. How are you gonna? You know, like that was crazy to me. That, it was like my pop Warner mixtape right there. Yeah, it was just a. It just didn't look well coached for me. Well, well, we know Matt Rule's not the most dedicated coach of all time. We, I remember we've talked about this before, but at the Combine, he went to a bar, the next door bar over from us. We were doing a live podcast there. We went to about 12 fireball shots and went back to scout drunk as a skunk in Indianapolis. So, and he's a rookie head coach. So I, I might yeah. talk to you a little bit more about his dedication to the, and the love of the football game there. But, hey, who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyway, 49ers-Cowboys. And this must be a heartbreaker for you, Chris. A Hail Mary at the end of the game wins the game for the Dallas Cowboys here. San Francisco falls to 5-9. and nine. But I will say one good thing about it. I'm not going to roast you. I think it was a pretty valiant effort. You know, Hail Mary's happened. It's not likely, but it happens. And this was just one of those occasions where the ball went the wrong way, tipped the wrong way, and that's just how the, the game ended up. But I was impressed with Dick Mullins. I was. 21-36, 219 yards, a couple touchdowns, and a couple picks. I was impressed with Dick Mullins. And I think I was – and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago as well. When it comes to Nick Mullins and Jimmy Garoppolo, whether or not there's a competition there, I think there's a very clear competition there. Garoppolo's yeah. getting paid a buttload of money, money that he doesn't really deserve yet because, yeah, he went to the Super Bowl uh, the year before, right? Yeah, granted, like, he, he has the pedigree for that. But was it really him leading the, the charge? No. It was Raheem Mostert. It was that stable of running backs that Kyle Shannon designed his offense to be centered around. So is he worth the money in this offense? I would argue no. And I'm really hoping that he can find his way back home to New England. But that's a, that's a different discussion here. What if they had a won that game? Would it, would it have been different if they had a won that Super Bowl? A hundred percent, yeah. Because I, in the Super Bowl, it, it's a little bit different too, especially in the playoffs as well. It's under different lights. That's how I look at it. It's, it's, it's like a different beast. The same animal, different beast. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm trying to say here? It's, it's the same game, but leveled stakes. Jimmy Garoppolo had them up 10 points. Yeah. In that game, double digits. Mahomes rears back. And I don't care really who you have on that offense. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback is supposed to lead the charge after that. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to take over the game, drive down the field, and score a touchdown to seal your victory. But he didn't do that. Who's he going to? Debo Samuel, the, one of the best rookie <laughs> receivers last year. He was, he was, not, he was, not, in the, he was not in the mix like that. How about George Kittle? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You could say that, but that's how just about, looking at the side of who he is now. How about Mostert out of the backfield? That's a given. That's what I'm saying. Like, there are options. Like, he had, he had people to throw to. He just didn't do a good job of doing it. And you can criticize him. It's not like you're being an anti-patriotic San Francisco 49er fan if you criticize the guy. I criticize Cam Newton every goddamn week. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping Garoppolo comes back to, the, to New England. I really hope. I think he knows the system pretty well. But that's I hope I'll take him, too. <laughs> I, I, well, I hope I'll take him. Oh, yeah, really? I had no idea. I thought we were perfect at quarterback. I had no idea we want to take him. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a tough game for San Francisco if you're a 49ers fan here. Heartbreaking loss when it comes to these Hail Marys here. But, yeah, guys, Nick Mullins is not no slouch. I think you have, might have a future with him. 
Andy Dalton, though, I will say I'm impressed with Andy Dalton. 19 to 33, 209 yards and a couple scores there, including the game winner, Hail Mary. Um, did you see anything from this game specifically? Do you think it was a wash because both teams are so injury prone this year? What were you your impression of this game? What made me so mad is that again, for the second game straight, we come out not wanting to play football. We're getting hit in the mouth once again, and we're not playing football. Like, I'm just watching this game, and I'm like, like Tony Pollard, I like him, I like him, but come on now, he's not. That's not. That's not what you do. That's not what a, se- a second second string running back does to an, an elite defense like that. Uh, I just felt like we were all off our keys. Everything was just worrying about one person, whether it was Sherm or was it a Warner. Like, it was just individual work. It wasn't really a team teamwork type of a thing. Like, am I going to say, like, they didn't work as a team all together at once? I'm, no, I'm not going to say that because there were plays <clears throat> where it was like a gang tackle for, for a sack. You know, there's things like that that happened. But you're talking about majority. Majority of the game, it just looked like we were just out. Like, everybody was just out for themselves, and it wasn't really a, a, a team game. Yeah, I mean, I really can't speak to run off the side, you know, off the off the line, off of off of blitzes. Like, come on, we need we need to be able to catch those. And I can't really speak to that because I don't really I haven't watched team close enough to understand like the the kind of chemistry they have in that locker, whether or not it's starting to get corroded a little bit because of the injuries this year that's happened. Some of their star players going down very early, whether their identity's been shifted a little bit. It sounds like it has been, considering what you're saying right now. But I really can't speak to that specifically, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, mm-hmm. But, but definitely an interesting dynamic there in the Bay Area for the 49ers after this loss. Next game, Seattle and Washington. 20-15 to 15 is the final score. Uh, Seattle wins the game, moved to 10-4. and four. Washington falls to 6-8. and eight. A, a very important loss, too, in their playoff push. And one storyline we have to hit on, right? and we have to hit on this. Dwayne Haskins, after the loss, after throwing, mm-hmm. three, I think, two or three picks, is found in a well, – was the game in Seattle or Washington? I forget. But whatever the hell it was, it was found in that city strip club that night after a loss without a mask on. Well, it definitely, um, wasn't, definitely wasn't Seattle because they don't have much strip clubs over there. I'll, I'll trust your word for it, thank you. That's that you would want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it was a D.C. area, and Haskins goes to the strip club after losing uh, a pretty significant game when it comes to the playoff push. Uh, no mask, but the teammates all at risk has to quarantine now. Any thoughts from that? Like, uh, anything? Uh, I'm going to try to buy my mouth a little bit here. You know, the, the one I'm actually not saying anything. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to calm it down a little bit. Chris, any thoughts? Can, can you get a little excited for me? No, man. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I, 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 get, I get the, the whole not putting the mask on thing. You know, we've, talked, we've touched on that plenty of times. Where you just have to be responsible. And, you know, the eye is on you as a quarterback, so you should really be more responsible. And <clears> – <throat> This is not the first time a quarterback has been caught uh, in a strip club. I mean, in a place that he's just not – where you wouldn't want to see your quarterback at. You know what I'm saying? It's just – you know, there's plenty of people, there's plenty of quarterbacks who've done it and just not have gotten caught. He's He was caught because – probably because he had he didn't have a mask on, which is crazy to me. You know, you have a free reign to walk around here and hide yourself, and you're not expressing that which is crazy to me, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. I don't really, I'm not really tripping off of it, you know. That's what you do. You're a grown man. You can do what you do. All right, Chris, let me ask you a question here. One word answer. 
and then you, like you can you can it, you, it can specify on it if you want to, but I just want a, a clear, simple answer here. Does it make a difference if your quarterback's in the strip club, whether it's a, whether it's a win or a loss? Does it matter if it's a win or a loss? Do you want to see your quarterback right after a game in a strip club or no? I wouldn't want to see my I wouldn't want to see my quarterback anywhere near a strip club. But if he just had to, I mean, if 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 that's his thing, I'm not tripping off of it. Just like. Uh, if you want to think about basketball, let's just talk about basketball. Uh, Michael Jordan was an avid gambler. He used to gamble on a golf course before basketball games. You know what I'm saying? And Derek, I mean, Dennis, uh, 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 Dennis Rodman, he left during the playoffs to go to the, uh, just to go to, to go to Vegas to unwind. And Jordan had to go look for this man in Vegas. But he came back and they balled. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. It's like, it, it's a, it's kind of like a, you know, a catch-22. If you go out there and you're still doing your thing, I mean, I can't really get mad at you, but he didn't really do his thing. You know, that's always been a problem for for him, for Haskins. But, uh, I mean, he's a man. At the end of the day, that's how I look at it. Man, do your thing. Like, if that's where, you, that's where you're going to go, we, we know what's going to happen. You're not going to be here for long. So, that's on him. I mean, fair enough. I mean, but I, if, I, if it's me, if I'm the head coach there, if anything, that better be after a win. If anything, that better be after a win. He, oh my God, if I was the head coach in that locker room, I would be suspended for what I would do to this guy. Uh, <laughs> just, oh, I can't even get into it right now. Uh, but anyway, Bears Vikings, 33 to 27, Chicago takes the win over the flailing, flopping Minnesota Vikings led by putrid Kirk Cousins. Um, this game was like a, 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 it doesn't really matter for me. I mean, it doesn't really, I'm not really a fan of either teams. I said Chicago is a fraud. They yeah. are frauds. They just beat a more fraudish team in Minnesota. Um, but I will give credit what credit's due. Mitch Trubisky, of all people, Mitch freaking Trubisky had a pretty phenomenal football game. I will give credit what credit's due here. He had a pretty good game. And that's interesting because this Minnesota Vikings defense, while it's not the best in the league, it definitely isn't a slouch of a defense. But then Mitch, who has no business even being near a starter, has a decent game and he leads the team to victory here. So say what you want, uh, but this Minnesota Vikings team is just without an identity. They, they flopped early in the year. They kind of made a comeback towards the middle of the year. Now they're flopping again. They're losing a team like Chicago they have no business losing to. Kirk Cousins, while he didn't have a horrible game, didn't have a great game either. 24-35, 271 yards, a couple of touchdowns and a pick. Dalvin Cook had a great game, too, 132 yards on 24 carries and a touchdown. Who had a better game? David Montgomery, 32 carries, 146 yards and a couple scores, 4.6 yards a carry. Carried that Chicago offense to victory Absolutely. in Minnesota. Um, and, and it was a little bit of a sound, but I'm not sure you heard it, Chris. Kirk Cousins missed a throw on Justin Jefferson in the end zone, and he was mic'd up. The camera crew got a hold of it, and during the broadcast on live television, he was caught saying, God damn it, Kirk, throw the fucking football. <laughs> is, is that frustration starting to boil out now with Kirk Cousins specifically? Is this an early indication that Justin Jefferson's a diva? What is it? I need, I need, not I need not at all, man. All receivers do that. All receivers are like, you know, they'll come back like, bro, I was open. Like, well, you know, you understand the quarterbacks is back there. They're under pressure just as much as, you know, everybody else is under pressure or maybe even even more, to be honest with you. Um, but no, I'm not worried about that. I've I've seen, I've seen worse, to be honest with you. 
um, from players, you know, from receivers talking, you know, talking to Hall of Fame, you know, potential Hall of Fame uh, quarterbacks and, um, you know, and it just happens like that, bro. It's just a part, you know, it's just part of passion in the game, but sure, you know, it's nothing really by it. They probably say it in practice all the time. He's used to it by now. When you say almost pro football Hall of Fame quarterbacks, are you referring to Russell Wilson? Did you hear a little bit of tidbit, a little bit of argument between receivers and Russell Wilson in, in your days in Seattle? Well, I'm just going to say that I've, I've seen a couple people talk about <laughs> potential Hall of Fame quarterbacks um, not being able to throw the ball. So that's all I'm going to say right there with that one. See, this, Chris is a smart guy. He is a smart, smart guy right there. <laughs> Will never incriminate himself. Smart man right there. Uh, next not game happening. not happening not happening uh next game uh jesus all right pats dolphins uh we're out that's it 22 uh was it 22 12 yeah. is the final score uh patriots fall to six and eight and they are now mathematically eliminated from the 2020 nfl playoff yes. field and yes. uh you, you know what we we gave it a real real trying effort there towards the end we, we really tried to make this happen we had a had, towards the I, end though right Chris, not the whole game. Chris, I'm just, just saying, watch, Chris, watch it. I'm telling you right now, watch it. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> off a leash right now. Watch it. Anyway, Patriots, you know, we had a great run this year. Cam Newton was just not destined to be a, a starter for us long term. It will be a one, one and done year, kind of. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if brought him back as a backup, maybe. He'd be a great quality backup. Uh, if you can get six or seven wins as a backup, it's a pretty good backup. Um, but not as a starter. This offense was never clicking in the first place. When you can't pass the football, it's pretty hard to win football games, and that's all I'll say about this season so far. Defense still looked pretty well, considering we had eight COVID dropouts, eight opt-outs uh, during the year. And under, uh, you know, unprecedented terms when t- in terms of a pandemic, also on the heels of losing your starting quarterback for the past 20 years in Tom Brady. Um, and considering all that put together, I mean, I, I can definitely see why this year was the year the dynasty finally fell. I can understand that. I, 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 I'm not as mad as I would be if those circumstances were not present. Um, and that's not an excuse. It's just more of me sympathizing with the, with the team in general. And uh, hopefully next year we're back on track. I have a feeling we will be with a full offseason and a regular offseason and, and hopefully a great draft. I'm not holding my breath on that because Bill Belichick can't draft for his life. But um, I'm hopeful. I'm a hopeful Patriots fan. Are you saying, are you saying you guys, it was the end of a dynasty because of COVID? No, no, I'm saying the end of the dynasty was bound oh, to happen. I'm saying the end of the dynasty was bound to happen at some point, and it took a pandemic and your, your, your Hall of Fame quarterback leaving in the same offseason to really hit home for you. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, it was sad to see uh, Gilmore go down. That, that hurt, and I'm not even a defensive person. For sure. I mean, he, he, he avoided structural damage, which is good. But I have a, I have a feeling that Gilmore has, his last, has played his last game in New England anyway. I think he's out of the door this offseason as well, um, which, which hurts, but not as much as it would. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it went to Miami. I'm thinking a team such as uh, maybe the Chargers. That'd be a nice fit for him, I think. Or um, Hayward. Hayward and Gilmore with Derwin James in the back end with Justin Herbert, young quarterback. I think that'd be a pretty healthy Maybe goes to who he, he could bring Chase. He could go to Kansas City. Who knows? I mean, these are all possibilities here. But um, but yeah, sad to see him go down. But 
J.C. Jackson is appearing to be a true number one corner, so I'm not really as worried with Gilmore going down. He got snubbed yeah. from the Pro Bowl, by the way, too. I want to shout that out, too. J.C. Jackson, you were snubbed from the Pro Bowl. You are basically – you were almost an all-pro cornerback uh, this year. Was better than Gilmore was. Gilmore didn't even play half the year. Um, so, definitely props to J.C. Jackson and the hopefully like some all-pro recognition. Yeah, I said it. Not Pro Bowl. All-pro recognition next season. Next game. Jacksonville and Baltimore. Holy blowout. Holy blowout. 40 to 14 is the final score. Um, and, and just wow. And this is the game that clinched Jacksonville or almost clinches Jacksonville, the number one overall draft pick. So if I'm Doug Marone, yeah, you've had a really bad year. It's one, you're one in 13. You have a lot of, not a lot to forward to here, but the Jets give you a gift. They give you one of the best quarterback prospects of the past decade in Trevor Lawrence. And maybe you start to turn around a little bit. You've played a lot of competitive games against a lot of good competitive teams this year. You haven't won a lot of them. You've won actually one of them. But you know what? You, you've played a lot of competitive games this year. So the team is probably another year or two away. But because of this gift, this gracious gift that the New York Jets just gave you in the name of Trevor Lawrence, you have a shot in the next couple of years. That's all I'll say. Yeah, they, and they better pull out all the stops for this dude. They need to go ahead and just let it happen. Whatever happens, the good and the bad, just let it happen. This is a once-in-a-lifetime type of a talent right here, and you need to make it work for your team. And it actually, it couldn't come in a better year as well because uh, Jacksonville has a second round, a second first rounder, I believe from uh, God. I I don't know who they traded the pick for, but they have a second. They have a first round selection as well in the later twenties, I believe it's projected to be right now. So. If a top four receiver drops down there, maybe take him as well. But I would love to see them take a tight end, primarily who will be their availability, probably Pat Fryermuth, the tight end from Penn State, a friend of Ride the Wave Media. He's come on the show before. Um, shout out to Pat Fryermuth. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind going to Trevor Lawrence's territory in Duval County. So, not, at not at all. So hopefully they can give, you, give him a target in the middle of the field, a kind of a safety blanket, a binky, if you will, for Lawrence in his first year in Pat Fryermuth. So we'll see, I guess. But Baltimore. Now won three straight after dropping four or five uh, in the previous six games here. Um, so they're, they're hitting their stride at the right moment. At the yeah. very right moment. They, they beat a very good Cleveland team a couple weeks ago. They beat Jacksonville. They're now nine and five. They're poised to take a spot away from either Miami um, or Indianapolis, I think. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Or, yeah, Indianapolis. We'll have to wait and see a little bit here. But uh, it's possible. That's all I'll say. It, it's very Absolutely. possible for Baltimore to make a playoff run here. And they're hitting the mojo at the right time. They're getting the rhythm at the right time, the right moment. Am I sold to win a football game if they get into the playoffs? I'm going to go with a hard no. Ooh. I'm not sold. I'm not saying it can't happen. It could very well could happen. Any given Sunday is, is the mantra of the NFL. But am I sold to win a game? Absolutely not. Because Lamar Jackson, the past two playoffs, has shown me nothing in primetime. Yeah, but it, I, I mean, I think it depends on who who who, who they're going to be going up against. Well, if anything, they'll probably be the last seed in the playoffs. They'll be playing the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Or yeah, no, actually, no, because the Chiefs have a bye. Be, you know what? Actually, this actually might work out. If so, I think if Pittsburgh loses another game, Cleveland takes the takes the dub there. But I think if Baltimore sneaks into the last playoff spot, because only the number one seed has a bye this year, they would play Pittsburgh. Which they can definitely beat. They can beat yeah. Pittsburgh. I guess. It, I, I guess it's true. I guess it de- depends on the seating there. I just don't see Baltimore going far in the playoffs if they do in, indeed make it there. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I just, you know, Baltimore is just holds close to my heart. It's one of those teams that I. I You're actually, them right now. 
Yeah, and I actually enjoyed uh, being around. But um, yeah, I mean, making it, making it all the way through the playoffs is going to be is 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 a, is a definite long shot. Uh, but it would definitely be a confidence booster. For sure, for sure, hundred percent. They they kind of need that victory for Lamar Jackson moving forward. Yeah. It's funny we bring up the the Ravens. You dropping them right now. The first time we ever spoke, you were wearing that shirt. Yeah. Yeah, we did that interview in the summer with that shirt. That's, that's funny. That's actually really funny. Look how far we've come, Chris. We have our own merch line. We've got our own show. Oh, my God. We're blessed. Anyway. Thanks. Doing, doing big things. Anyway, Bucks falcons 31-27 is the final score here. The Bucks move to 9-5, and five and the Falcons move to 4-2. Uh, and <laughs> Tom Brady is now 7-0 and against the Atlanta Falcons. And the two most memorable moments probably come from Super Bowl 51, where you're down 28 to 3 and you win mm-hmm. the Super Bowl in 51. And you were down 24 to 3 in this football game and you stormed back and beat Matt Ryan yet again uh, in prime time in a very important game for divisional rights here. Um, I think Matt Ryan's on suicide watch right now, to be honest with you. I mean, this, this, is happening, <laughs> this has happened way too often for this quarterback. Yes, Matt Ryan, BC boy, but Boston College bred. I've, I've, I've been a big supporter of Matt Ryan before. In the regular season, at least, I never thought he was clutch. He hasn't been clutch mm-hmm. ever in his career. Unfortunate, but that's, that's, that's the cold hard truth about it. And he, he's, he's kind of actually strung a kind of couple of very important wins off in the last couple of weeks here. Not even important when it comes to record per se, but more for kind of secure his job in the future, trying to earn back that at least one more year at the helm of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and I think this game really just put it over the edge. Matt Ryan is out. In Atlanta, there's not a shot in hell in my mind that he comes back to this Atlanta Falcons team. That's all I'm going to say about this game. But Tom, but Tom Brady, you know what? Tom Brady, and people say he's washed up, and yes, he is developing OMS, old man syndrome, as I've coined before. But he still threw for 390 yards and a couple touchdowns on 31 uh, completions. So say what you want about Tom Brady, but he still has a little bit something left in the tank. Yeah, no, you're right. He, he, you know, you can tell, I mean, it all just comes down to how, how, how well, of a, you know, how well you take care of your body. How much do you put, how much time do you put into it? Um, will always keep you going uh, in the long run. But um, the game, the game itself, man, it was, it wasn't a good game. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, if you're a Bucks fan, it was a great game. Yeah, for the Bucks, for the Bucks, it was a great game, but it just wasn't a good game for me. I didn't really watch too much of it, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with passing on this one. Okay, Lions Titans, Titans win forty six to twenty five. They moved to ten wins on the year for the first time since two thousand eight. I believe that was a Chris Johnson Vince Young year, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Which is a also unreal duo. If you guys, are you guys probably a lot of you guys probably weren't around for that, and I was, I was barely around for that as well. I was only seven when it happened, but um, yeah. One of my favorite duos, you know, playing Madden back in the day. I owe, I'm not even joking. I owe all of my NFL football knowledge to Madden football. I'm not joking. <laughs> I, I memorized these rosters. I rebuilt these rosters. Every guy I know in the NFL and started pretty much 2005 or six. I was playing on my uh, PlayStation 2. Marshall Falk was on the cover. Mm. That's how old this was. This the legendary, was. The legendary but, Madden. That was like the best Madden ever. One of the best bands of all time. You're, you're, you're for sure right. And I remember playing this game at my cousin's house, memorizing these rosters, getting my bearings of what the sport of football actually means. So without Madden football, you wouldn't have this podcast. You wouldn't have me and Chris bring our magic together, and you wouldn't have half the content you get from Ride the Wave Media. So that's all I'm going to say. Shout out to Madden football. But anyway, that was a weird rant. But anyway, 
Back to the game. 46-25 is the final score here. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill had a phenomenal football game. 21-27, 273 yards and three touchdowns. And Derek King Henry, 24 carries, 147 yards and a touchdown. The residential garbage truck man himself had a field day. If you guys get, to, to get a chance to watch this here, go to your, the highlights on YouTube or whatever, wherever you get your highlights here, and look up the Derek Henry stiff arm. Because this dude threw a guy into a different dimension. And I don't understand why people keep on like challenging this dude when he pull out when he puts his arm out. Like, what do you think he's gonna do when you're running right beside this man? Also, just go for his legs. Just dive. That's all you do. Just dive for his legs. And I mean, that miss- doesn't always work, but it I, I, helps. It's something. I, I'm just saying the, the the two guys that have been you know posterized quote unquote by Derek Henry this year. Josh Norman, cornerback, and then another cornerback in the Titans. I don't know who the hell it was. If you're a corner, chances of you tackling Derrick Henry up front anyway aren't high. They're not yeah. high. You probably won't tackle him in the open field by yourself. So you might as well avoid embarrassment, dive for his life. If you don't tackle him, you don't tackle him. That, that's fine. Whatever. You didn't tackle him. That's what, team, that's what people expect you to do. They're not yeah. expecting you to hit stick Derrick Henry. Go for his legs. Like, I, like, it's a business don't call. Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. You just need to get the job done. You weigh 150 pounds. You should not be going after Derrick Henry. I'm sorry. That's like me. I'm 200 pounds. I'm scared shitless of Derrick Henry. I'm not going against this guy. Are you yeah. kidding me? You just oh see your arms too. It's yeah, literally like, like I mean like yeah like like I got baby <laughs> arms. Like it's it's crazy. But anyway, here. Lions actually had a pretty tough game as well. Matt Stafford got injured towards the end of the game, could not finish the game. Chase Daniel came in to finish the game with five of six for 55 yards in the pick. Not a great game. But DeAndre Swift, one bright spot in this uh, Detroit locker room here. 15 carries, 67 yards, and a couple scores on 4.5 yards a carry. That was refreshing to see. Nice to see the rookie running back. He's kind of getting steam here. Had a tough start to the year. Adrian Peterson kind of overtook him on the depth chart for a while, but now he's starting to kind of chug back a little bit. And maybe he can start to make headway. Mm-hmm. in this Detroit locker room. So definitely an interesting game, but not really anything we didn't really expect to happen. Yeah, no. I, didn't, I definitely didn't expect Corey Davis to go off. <laughs> Sat him down on the bench, cost me my whole fantasy. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Update on my fantasy. I didn't even say that. Uh, I lost. Yeah, uh, me too. Number one seed, two-week playoff, down the drain. But it was, so, it, I'm it, so it, mad because everybody who I wanted to play, I sat down. J.D. McKissick gets 25 points. I got him on the bench. Hunter, uh, Hunter Henry gets 17 points. Have him on the bench. I sat McKissick, too. I'm like, damn. And then D.K. Metcalf only gets me nine points. I'm like, what are we doing? No, you know what really screwed me? Robbie Anderson, four points. That screwed me out of this, out of this a shot, even a shot to win this game. It, it, yeah, it was, man, it was I'm like, come on. Like, come on. In in the Corey Davis, huh? Yeah, I know. It's they just it's, pick and choose. They just pick and choose when they want they when they want to give him the ball. That's what it looked like to me. Fantasy's a fickle bitch, Chris. Man, it's a fickle bitch. But anyway, um, the one thing that really got to me this this year, in the in the wise words of Bill Murray, it was a Cinderella story. I went from twelve projected, the worst team in the league, twelfth team overall, to number one, mm-hmm. rolled through the ranks like a phoenix from the ashes. To lose in the first round to the fourth overall seed. It's just like, it's. Can 2020 get worse? Like, like, like seriously, can 2020 get worse? I'm about to be. Oh, yeah. MASH just put in another um, environmental law that's going to charge gas prices up. And then Biden's going to get in. I'm paying like eight bucks a gallon for gas now, too. I'm broke, guys. I'm broke. I can't afford this shit. Please help me out. I'm about, I'm, about to, I'm about to put some money into that investment right there. 
buy our merch or something. I need money. Like I cannot keep, I, I'm going to be broke buying gas. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, Texans Colts, 27, 20 is the final score. Uh, Colts went to 10 wins on the season as well. Um, also, not really, not really anything we didn't expect here. Deshaun Watson kept it close like we thought he would. Wasn't enough with this team this year. The Texans just don't have it in the cards. They're not very good this year. They don't have it in the cards this year. They lose their head coach at the beginning of the season because he's an asshat who can't be a GM for his life. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really have an identity moving forward. David Johnson, you thought would be a nice redemption story, hasn't really worked out for you. The one bright spot you just had is Randall Cobb, but he really hasn't given you a ton of production this year because he's just a slot guy at this point. It's just... It's tough for Deshaun Watson. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm trying to get out of Dodge as soon as possible. And the Colts take care of like we thought they would. Jonathan Taylor, I do want to shout out here because we've been a huge fan, huge stands of Jonathan Taylor all year. And, he, and he's starting to kind of prove it down the stretch here. He's the best running back in this class. 16 carries, 83 yards and a touchdown, 5.2 yards a carry. They have a nice little running back staple back there with yes. Naeem Himes as well. Um, not to mention the other people in that, that backer field as well. So definitely a, a team to watch in the Colts. But I'm not sold they're going to do anything in the playoffs. Again, not sold at all. There are a team that must be scheduled. That, that's about it. No, we, we, we said it before. It's just a team to mess things up. That's all it is. Uh, but D. Watt, man, he looks, he looks depressed out there. <laughs> Every time they go to him on the sideline, he was looking depressed. So I mean, I'm if you're a superstar. D. Watt, I'll see you in Tulum, brother. Chris, I'm just saying, if, if I'm a superstar quarterback and I'm 4-10, and 10, I'm not going to be happy either. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. Um, next game, and finally, an exciting game that we that, that we at Stafford Matthews love to see: the Cardinals and the Eagles. The Cardinals pulled out 33 to 26 and moved to eight and six in the season. The Eagles fall to four nine and one. Who, by the way, still have a shot at the playoffs. It's yeah. small, but they have a shot at the playoffs still. This is a really good game. This is a great I, I, game. This is a really good game. The storyline in this game, obviously was Kyla Murray versus Jalen Hurts. Both former Oklahoma quarterbacks, both uh, Heisman finalists, um, and and just a great back-and-forth game throughout this entire football game. Defenses were just not (laughs) built to play in this football game here. We saw in this game the clear evolution of NFL quarterback in the hierarchy in which they're portrayed now. It's about mobility now. It's about the ability to to move around in the pocket, but also get out of the pocket if you need to. It's about passing effectively to these open receivers that are speedy, not necessarily big physical guys. Um, It's tactical. It's definitely uh, a a game based on speed more than physicality now. We've seen that, especially with these two teams here. And it's personified the battle that's going on in the NFL right now. And I'm so excited to see Jalen Hurts thriving in this offense. And, and that's the perfect word to describe what he's doing. He's thriving. 24-44, not a great completion percentage. I'll be the first to say that. Mm-hmm. But 338 yards and three touchdowns, no picks, that excuses it. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's all I'm going to say. That's, that's, hey, you, you got it, brother. Let's if, get if, back ready next week. Exactly. If you can get those numbers on half your completions, imagine what you would do when you're competing 65% of them. And then he also added 63 on the ground on only 11 carries and another touchdown as well. He had four touchdowns in the day. Um, Justin Fields. What? Justin Fields. He, I, he's, another, he's, he's another one that, that just reminds me of uh, this guy, Jalen Hurts. He's kind of, kind, of like, kind of the same type of a player to me. And just seeing this dude, uh, Hurts, uh, play the way that he played, 
it only it only makes me excited to see uh, Fields play. Out, I mean, uh, game play out there. I can't wait to go to the combine with you and just scout these guys up front and center. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a good business trip. Right I, no, there. I would love. To, I, I, I can't wait to see. You know, can't wait to see this and critique some players and and see what and see how they turn out. Man, it'll be like a you know a father birthing a child. We're gonna be in a. We're gonna get some trouble in Indianapolis too. I can already tell. No, I, I'm, I, definitely I, gonna, I'm definitely gonna go there. I hate it. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, got, I got no. I got the dive bars lined up. We're all set to yeah, go. I'm, I'm going all the way in. I mean, to be fair with you, Indianapolis closes at like 8 p.m. because it's just like it's not that kind of city. Uh, but we'll make the best of it. I promise. Anyway, kind of I mean, like you're in college. I came from college. We both know you just go load up on a liquor and hold it for the rest of the night and turn the hell up. There we go. Anyway. <laughs> Cardinals here, Kyler Murray, 27-36, 406 yards and three touchdowns. Passing also added a pick, but didn't really matter in the end here. Also added 29 yards and a touchdown on eight carries on the ground. This was just you know, far and away a quarterback duel, and that, that's the best way to describe what happened in this football game. Jalen Hurts just doesn't have it all the way together, yet his defense really, didn't really give him a lot of help as well. It could have gone either way. It, it leaned Kyler Murray's way this time around. Hopefully they play a lot more times in the near future, maybe some playoff matchups in the near future as well. So keep your eyes on these guys, Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts in the future. They might be rivals, both in the NFC. We'll see it would, what happens. It would be a great one to see, for sure. For sure. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Jets-Rams. The now 1-13 New York Jets gain a victory, a much – you know, dreaded victory, to be honest with you. A bittersweet victory, I should say, over the Los Angeles Rams. We talked about it earlier. It's bittersweet because you lost Trevor Lawrence. The Jets can't even lose right. They lost the best prospect in the draft because they won a football game. Name something more Jets than, than, than winning but also losing at the same time. That, that's just that's the Jets for you. Yeah, no. It's, it's crazy. It, it, it's funny because the Rams actually came back in this game they were down, I believe, at one point, um, 13 to 3 and a half. That, w- that was the score there. Just another 10 points in the third. And they're down pretty significantly. Then the Rams start com- coming back a little bit, but it was just too late in the game to save. Sean McVay said it was a quote, embarrassing loss. I mean, I'm with you, coach. It's a pretty embarrassing loss. You yeah. lost. You <laughs> lo- basically, you know what you did? You lost to Frank Gore. You, you <laughs> lost to a 50 year old Frank Gore. That's who you lost to. So, yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. That's, that's pretty embarrassing. Sam Darnold had a, had a piss-poor day. He didn't have a great day. 22-31, 207 yards and a touchdown. Didn't turn the ball over. That's why he won the football game. But still, you lost to Frank Gore, 59 yards and a touchdown on 23 carries. It's just, like, I, I mean. Like, uncalled for. It's, it's uncalled for. It's just embarrassing. That's the best way to describe it. McVeigh hit the Absolutely. nail on the head. It's just embarrassing. Next game. I don't want to talk about this game. It's, just, it's no point. The Jets yeah. can't even lose right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Chiefs Saints. 32-29 is the final score. The Chiefs did I, I knew that score was going to be right on point. No, for sure. It was going to be a close game no matter what. And Drew Brees yeah. comes back, not necessarily clear from injury. He's not even sure if those ribs are still broken. He just wanted to play against this game. First of all, heart of a warrior. That, yeah. that, that's a, and being like, what, he's 40 years old now? That, that takes a lot of heart. Oh, I forgot Drew Brees to come out of, out of that injury locker room here, that setting. Replace Taysom Hill. He's, he's done pretty well in his stead just to face Patrick Mahomes. And to be fair, his first game back from injury, he wasn't even that bad. 15-34, 234 yards and three touchdowns. Also out of the pick. Came back to bite him in the ass. But as your first game back, I'll say that every single time. And a lot of people are saying, this is the matchup we'll see in February. This will be Super Bowl 55, yeah. whatever the hell it is, 56. Yeah. 
Um, and it very well could be. And I'm looking forward to seeing a healthy Breeze back in his mojo and his rhythm and then facing Kansas City. That would be an interesting dynamic. I think it would probably be a great Super Bowl to watch. It would yeah. be nice if Breeze was about three or four years younger, but I'll take any Super Bowl <laughs> I can get at this point. Um, also, let's see the Packers going to the Chiefs too. But, um, but, yeah, what were your thoughts on this game? Man, I thought it was a good game. Uh, it's, exactly, it's, it's exactly the way I called it um, as it was played and shown on TV. Uh, it just looks, it just, it, it, to me, it was a great game to, to analyze and to understand and study if you were as a football player trying to, uh, trying to understand the game and uh, get nuances, you know, little nuances of the game with trick plays and just straight up beating the shit out. I mean, beating the hell out of somebody. But um, as far as, as far as, uh, uh, Drew Brees. I felt like it was a great. It was commendable, at for sure. It was commendable of him coming back in the game and and being able to play with those with those uh, fractured ribs. But um, it should have been on you know Sean Payton or somebody should have said, man, I, I think we should you know stick stick with Hill in the back in the backfield. Uh, it would have been only it would only it would only been right. Uh, you know, and this wasn't even a game that you really like had to die for. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if this is a playoff game, then I would understand it. But this is, you know, doesn't really mean much. No, for sure it doesn't mean much, but it's still kind of an uh, insight into what is going to happen maybe yeah. in the postseason going and forward. That's, and that's the only thing. That's the only thing. And, and if that's the case, and if that's the case, and, and, and they're thinking like that, why would you let uh, Drew Brees go out there and play and show his keys? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you should have just kept Hill in there unless they're trying to go the opposite way around. That's true. I, I could definitely see that, too. I think Breeze just really wanted this one. He didn't get it. So maybe he gets his revenge in February. Who knows? Or anyway. Maybe, or this, this year might be his last year, so he wanted to play. Very well. Very well could be. Next game, Browns-Giants, 20-6 to the final score. Cleveland advances to 10 wins for the first time since 2007. Want to know who led that team, Chris? Derek Anderson and Jamal Lewis. That's who led the 2000s. Oh, actually, you know, also, um, what's, what the hell is his name? Not Jericho Cartree. Maybe it was Jericho Cartree. Who was that receiver? Um, for Cleveland, 2007. They had a superstar receiver. He kind of flamed out. Yeah. I think it was Jericho Cartree. Let me Google it here. Browns, 2007. I'm pretty oh, sure. That's, 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 um. You know it. You know it. Come on. Damn. What the he hell was, is his was name? Number 17. Yeah, 17. Uh. 17, 17, 17. I forgot Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. That's who it was. He had, he had 1,200 yards and 16 touchdowns. He had a phenomenal yeah. year that year. Just carried the team. No, uh, he, was a, he was an absolute beast. They had Kellen Winslow Jr., who actually turned out to be a real creep. I think he got arrested for, for like kidnapping and raping someone. I don't know. That was horrible, yeah. too. But he was, but I mean, like, outside of all that, he was good at football. Also had a 1,000 yard season with five touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Josh Cripps was a rookie that year, I think, was a oh. pro bowler. Returner was just in his height of being a, a, a pro bowler there. Uh, they had a lot of good weapons on offense. So, oh, Joe, Joe Javerkarius as well. He was a good slot guy for them. So, yeah, that was an interesting team. And Cleveland now, Baker Mayfield looks like he'll be in the playoffs for the first time in a while. And um, um, I'm intrigued to see how that goes. That's how, what I'll say about it. I'm intrigued to see how it'll go. I'm not really sold on, on Cleveland in any way, shape, or form in the playoffs. But it'll still be an interesting dynamic uh, whether or not they'll they'll make a splash in the postseason. Like, it could happen. I'm not very faithful in that, in that happening here. But one game I want to talk about. I, I, honestly, I, I mean, I, 
Shoot, I've been wrong about them all year. Honestly, I, I, I just don't see it. But they're figuring it out. If they can see it and only they can see it, I'm good with it. They'll figure it out and get on to, you know, get on to the level that they need to get on to and, uh, you know, make it as far as they can in the playoffs. But uh, to me, it just didn't – it just don't look right. And 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 <laughs> me just looking at this guy really, like, blew my mind. Evan Ingram made the Pro Bowl list over a plethora of, of, of tight ends that could have went in before him. See, this is why I hate the whole Pro Bowl argument. When, when people try to justify their, their longevity and legacy by Pro Bowl, I remember there was a story coming out. Martellus Ben fought his teammate in practice, and then Brandon Marshall tried to calm him down, and Martellus Ben said, I'll punch you in the mouth. And Brandon Marshall said, I'm a six-time Pro Bowler. And he said, six-time Pro Bowlers get knocked out too. That, that's, how, that, that, that's my mantra. It's like, Pro Bowls don't matter. It's fan votes. Yeah. Anyone can get in. Yeah. Every year in the NBA, the leading uh, – all-star voter is this guy in Lithuania, like the center. If you're, like, liked, if you're liked, you're going there. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. It's, a, like, it's cool to get a Pro Bowl nod. You're probably pretty good at what you do if you're a Pro Bowler. But it doesn't guarantee that. Like, Evan Engram is not a Pro Bowl player yet. He's not. Like, he, he's fast, and people like him in Madden. That's why he made a Pro Bowl. That's why he made a Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Nobody respectable is taking their time out of their day to vote a Pro Bowl, a Pro Bowl ballot. It's, it's kids. It's, it's, it's like it's like ages like nine to fourteen are making these these Pro Bowl rosters. So it's, it's it's a give and take. It's a give and take with all of these things. Like you have the fans who vote who vote for the Pro Bowlers, then you have this league of com- this committee, this league committee who votes on the Hall of Famers, and that in itself is skewed so it's like you know yeah, you gotta, the, gotta, it's a give and take everywhere with, with it true so. but i i trust that panel of of quote-unquote experts more than i trust the nine-year-old with neon green shorts voting on his library computer you know what i mean i like, don't because because that because that because that because that guy because that because that little kid could easily you, you you bring up one name they're going straight to google they're going straight to google youtube figure out these guys, see who they are, and then they can make their sound decision. You're talking about old guys who probably still don't even understand how to use a computer without somebody helping them out. Oh, come and on. you got guys like Terrell Owens who doesn't get in the who doesn't get in the Hall of Fame right away, right off rip, which is blowing my which blows my well, mind. We know why he didn't get in. It wasn't because of his playing ability. Everybody knows he's one of the best baddest dudes on the planet at his time of playing. It wasn't because of that. It was because of his off the field antics. That, that's different. They exactly. Know what, they know off the field. Whoa, 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 whoa. First off, before we move on, when you say off the field, a lot of the times that means that he was getting in trouble with the law. No, no, no. no. I, I mean the like I mean, that. Terrell I mean the Owens antics. Has never gotten in trouble with the law, so I, let's I, clear I, that up. I mean the antics. I mean talking to reporters exactly. walking out. I mean the popcorn. What, I mean all what, that shit. What, what, what players are doing right now in the league today, they're using their antics to, to sell. We just watched Juju Smith-Schuster get his head knocked off uh, in this past game for the antics. You know what I'm saying? Like, And if, you know, guys willing – He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to go into the Hall of Fame, and they're going to be like, yeah, man, he was a great dancer. Why isn't that the same thing for T.O.? Blows my mind. Ch- uh, Chad Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Guys like that. It's, well, I'm gonna it's argue a whole that- lot of people that I'm thinking that, that, that's starting to run through my mind now, to be honest with you, that should be in the Pro Bowl immediately. I mean, well, in the Hall of Fame immediately. Well, right Chris, now. I would argue that everyone hates Juju right now. 
Everyone on social media loved the fact he got blown up because everybody's sick of the fact he's doing everybody TikTok dances. Everybody in Pittsburgh hates Juju. <laughs> everyone in the NFL hates Juju. That's why he got his head rocked by a Cincinnati <laughs> Bengal. Like, no one he, – he's become so unlikable this year. It was funny the first couple of weeks he was dancing the logo. I was like, oh, it's funny, whatever. He's trying to be like a TikTok stream or whatever the hell it is. Um, trying to grow social media presence. Like, yeah, I get it. But after a while, it gets old. It gets sick. It's like, dude, like you're like a, you're appealing to like twelve year old children. Like I, I don't want to see this anymore. Like stop posting this shit. It's annoying. It's weird. Yeah, I don't like okay. it. At first, it was cool, but now it's like, okay, this is you know. If I hear, if I hear, if I hear, you cater into to to, like you said, eleven, twelve year old kids. If if I hear Corvette Corvette one more time, I'm gonna slap the. If I hear Cor- Cor- Corvette Corvette one more time, I'm gonna slap the shit out of Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm so <laughs> sick of that. I can't listen to it anymore. I can't do it. He's made it unlikable. He, yeah. right, you know, you know, like white people ruin dance moves when they like do like the Dougie, like the dab and shit. Like, they ruin it. Juju's ruining everything on TikTok. That's like, <laughs> cool that's the cool I'm making. That's what happened. That's really what's going on right now. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. But I mean, yeah, but, but I mean, honestly, uh, I hate Juju. I don't understand. I don't understand. My my thing is I don't understand his logic when he thinks that it's just okay to be dancing on somebody's logo in in their stadium. It's almost. I mean, it's just the same thing as like somebody coming to your house and kicking off all your your pictures and dancing on your table. Like that, you're you're not gonna allow it to happen. And it's crazy that it went this long. You know, even yeah. when it was just a you know a fun thing because everything's everything's always good when you're winning but when you right. start losing it's mat it, you know it's magnified by 10 and so that's what's going on right now but nonetheless i'm just surprised he made it this far <laughs> without getting no, attacked i think i think you're 100 right and it goes back to something my dad always taught me when i was a kid um you know i'm obviously an, i'm an antagonizing person you've seen that on the show before it's how i get my energy out there and how i you know make my mark kind of right yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, it was how my personality was. It wasn't my, it wasn't my persona on a podcast. It was who I was. So I'd piss a lot of people off, right? And I remember my dad came from school one time. I got in a fight in the, in the schoolyard that day. It was, I was in like fourth grade or whatever. And my dad's like, you better knock that shit off. Someone's going to punch you in the mouth one day. And that's what's happened to Juju Smith-Schuster. I like, what's happened? Because yeah. he, he talks his shit. He does his stupid dance, his stupid TikTok dance. And then we got rocked in the mouth. He fumbled the ball and lost the game for them. That's what happened. And, that, that, and honestly, might have been the best thing that happened to Juju all year. Because yeah, he, he, he made me to work a call. Let's not sit here and say that it was his fumble that caused the game. Because there was a lot of other well, yeah, crazy it was a, stuff from potential Hall of Famers. It was a factor, though. It was a factor. Say what you want. But it was a factor. It's a turnover. It's a no, it was. Factor. We're not going to say that it was on the, the main no, no. For sure. Big Ben had a bad game. 20, uh, what, 20 or 30, 870 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Um, just was not there. The offense was not there. Washington for... dropping balls. Yeah, and we threw a couple picks there. there. Avery Williams wasn't feeling his pl- wasn't feeling the holes uh, for 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 big gains uh, against them. Yeah, and the wheels just falling off the wagon for this team. That's three straight losses uh, after being undefeated for for eleven games of the year. It's just like, oh, this is not this is not looking good. Especially as the playoffs are approaching for this team, and you lose to a. Uh, I, know, I know who's who, I know who's looking. I know who's happy right now though, sitting at his house, getting ready to uh, get back out there. Joe Burrow. Joe Hayden. Oh, Joe Hayden. Yeah. There we go. Like, oh, they can't do it without me. That's true. That's true. That's a nice little leverage thing in the in leverage package for the offseason negotiation yeah. system, too. Not bad yeah. at all. Uh, I'm sure Joe Burrow looks happy uh, seeing his team win this game without him as well. Uh, his defense actually stepped up, stepped up in you know big, big fashion and took down a very impressive offense. So um, keep that in mind as well. But, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh falling off the wagon at the very, very, very worst time as yeah. the playoffs approach.
That's yeah. week 15 through the eyes of, of Stafford and Matthews here. Now week 16 picks. Here we go. We only have two more weeks to le- left, Chris. You need to catch up to me. You got to catch up. It's always – it's uh, all right, man. All right, week 16. Here we go. Friday night football. We have Friday football. That's pretty dope. 4.30 start. Vikings, Saints. Who you got? Saints. Saints, too. That's not even a question for me. I don't care who's starting for the Saints. Bucks, Lions. <laughs> Bucks, Lions. I'm going to go with the Bucks here. I'm going with Lions. Ooh, free wins. 49ers, Cardinals. I'll go with the Cardinals. Uh, Chris's loyalty is getting tested right now. I'm going with the 49ers. I, I, just, think, I just think that it's going to be – you know, that toughness is going to be reinsured this week. So, I'm going with the, I'm going with the 49ers. Okay. Dolphins, Raiders. I'm going with the Raiders. I'll go with the Raiders, too. I think the Dolphins probably – this is the start of the end for the, their playoff run here. I think they could probably drop out in this, yeah. in this last couple of weeks here. So, I'll go with the Raiders, too. Colts, Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers. I'm going to go with the Colts here. That's four straight for, for, for Pittsburgh. And they might lose the division to Cleveland. So, just keep that in mind. Yeah, too. I mean, that it would – it would be four straight. Uh, no, it is four straight. I mean, it would be four straight, but I just don't think. No, not not with Mike Tomlin at the helm of the of the of the, of the team. He's not going to have that. He already he, he's already been out publicly saying that we're going to get this straightened out. So yeah, I'm definitely going to see this this week. Falcons Chiefs. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. I'll go with the Chiefs too. I think Matt Ryan just <laughs> it's going to start piling on him now. It's 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 a Tom Brady effect. It's, it's going to look bad. Effect. It's going to look bad. Yeah, Bears Jaguars. Uh, I'm going with the Bears. <laughs> Jaguars yeah, no. keeping this up. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I like if, not gonna get this one up. If Doug Marone's not in tank mode, they could win this game. I'm going to go with Chicago. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chicago. Uh, Cincy Houston actually not a bad game. I wish Burrow was in the in the game for this. Yeah, um, honestly, I think Cincy will take this one. I mean, I wanted to go with the Texans, but they just don't have enough to to really uh, go after them like that. So I'm going with Cincy. I'm going with Houston just because I think he's more dynamic than Big Ben. I think he adds a different dimension to the game. Maybe maybe a harder thing to to guard for Cincinnati. So uh, I'm going to go with Houston there. Giants, Ravens. The Ravens. I'll go with the Ravens too, but maybe a closer game than people expect for this for this Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Uh, Giants, Giants defense is playing unbelievable right now. For sure, for sure. Browns, Jets, last one o'clock game. Browns. Browns. I took a minute to think about that. Yeah, but I was about to say, smarten up over here. Took a minute, smarten but Browns. Up. Panthers, Washington football team. Uh, I'm going with the Washington football team on this one. I'm going to go with. Defensive line is just too, it's just going to be too much. And yeah, after what I've seen with the, with, with the Panthers and, and, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater trying to jump over, uh, <laughs> trying to jump over the line, I'm going with the Washington team. I'm going to go with Carolina based solely off the fact that, that Haskins isn't in the doghouse right now in the locker room. Maybe they're not motivated to kind of win for this guy. So maybe I'll, I'm going to go with Carolina there. If they're not, not for him, then it would be for Chase Young for sure, who is True. the motivator. All, yeah, that's true, but also Young, not really a leading locker room just yet, so maybe put the hole in that. Right. Broncos, Chargers. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Mm. I'll go Chargers. I'll go the Chargers, too. I mean, Herbs is going to pull out another one for us. Couldn't agree more. Rams, Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks, easily. Easily. That's, that's how confident I am in my Seahawks. 
easily. See, the Rams lost to the Jets, and people are going to be saying, oh, you're crazy not to pick the, the, the Seahawks in this game. But the Seahawks have been kind of flailing lately. And the last time DK played Jalen Ramsey, he got his ass locked up. Yeah, he did. I'm gonna, was the first time seeing him. I'm, I'm going to go with Seattle, but I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in that pick. Eagles-Cowboys. You said say it again? Eagles-Cowboys. Oh, uh, I'm going with the Eagles. I'll go with the Eagles. Do I think Jalen Hurts continues this kind of reign of terror? He has that. He has that. Uh, he has their spirits running high right now. It's the it factor too. I think it's the it factor, but we can talk about that next week a little yeah. bit more. Uh, Packers Titans. Packers. I'm going with the Packers too, but a good football game to watch. If you just like football, if you're a fan of the game, there's a great football I, game to watch. I think this will be the best football game that you'll watch this week. It won't be the Bills and the the Patriots. I know that. Thanks for saying that, Chris. Appreciate it. Anyway. <laughs> Monday Night Football, like Chris just said, Patriots-Bills. If the Patriots had beaten Miami last week, they actually make, this actually means a lot for this team. And they already, they're already, uh, they almost beat the Bills a couple weeks ago, or I mean, I guess probably a month or a or so ago. They were a fumble away from winning. Cam Newton fumbles the ball within like the 20-yard line. They almost won the football game there. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the Bills, but I, I will say one thing on this game. I want to see Jared Stidham. There is no reason in hell Cam Newton should be starting anymore. There's, no, there's nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. You need to see what you have in your, in your back of quarterback. He's 24. You need to see what he has. If he has nothing, that's fine. Cut him loose. No one's the wise. You gain a couple spots in the draft lottery. That's all I'm going to say. We know, we, know, we know what he has, and it's nothing. <laughs> you don't, you, no, you don't. You have no idea what he has. Hey, Joe, you don't have nothing over there. There's no hope right now. You guys got to wait for the draft. <laughs> you're, you're, a sick, you're a sick puppy, Chris. Jeez, he's, he, he's a sick puppy. Anyway, that wraps up week 16 for Stafford and Matthews. Also, shout out to our sponsor once again, Colin Covers, at Colin Covers on Instagram. Check him out for the best sporting advice in the market, at Colin Covers Instagram again. Chris, any final thoughts? Who's, who's who you going for tonight? Basketball, Lakers, Clippers. Uh, Lakers. Thank you. Lakers. We're out of here, man. Hey, and then go check out Boston's Big Three, man. We got pottery. We got lights. We got vacuums. We got presents. What else do we have? We got we got bathrobes. We got hey, look, we just bought the we just bought these uh these new built-in automatic stairs that you can buy and it'll help you up the stairs. Um, it'll have Boston. I mean, it'll have Boston. It'll be right on the Boston Big Three dot uh, com with the logo of Stafford and Matthews printed on each step. We got parkas. We got drawings from Vincent Van Gogh. We got the whole nine. Check it out at, at, at bostonsbigthree.com slash shop. That's funny as hell. Anyway, signing off week 15 for Stafford and Matthews, episode 15. We appreciate you guys sticking with us this long. Um, and for sure, keep up to date with that. We'll make sure we have our Jets franchise rolling out this next week. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That won't be on Spotify or Apple. It won't be on YouTube for the visuals. But uh, but definitely keep an eye out for that. Stephanie Matty signing off. Episode 15.